Hello, podcast listeners. This is Jared Pitney, and today's episode is with our city mayor, Josh Agee. In our conversation today, we talk about all the progress the city has made over the last year and the things Josh is most excited about in the year to come. During our time together, we talk about the new city tax, which will be voted on by the citizens on March 5th, our current budget, the importance of long-term planning, and so much more. With that, here's today's conversation with Mayor Josh Agee. But what a great day. Dude, so I, uh, were you nervous when you saw me drive past you the opposite way that you were walking? Well, were you like, uh, this guy forgot that we're, I wondered where podcast. you were heading. And then I had my sunglasses on and I couldn't see who you were. And you're like, I'll be back in a minute. And I was like, who's this guy? I was like, oh, it's Jared. It was like He's out of a movie me. watching the mayor walk downtown past the bookstore. And then by the time I got back, you were here with a bunch of cur- uh, Christmas curlers. It is a Hallmark movie downtown every day. <laughs> it is. They, so they, we had uh, our city hall Christmas luncheon today and uh, just got finished up. Walked upstairs and uh, walked up. I was walking up front. Andrea comes running down the hall. And she's like, they're here, they're here, they're here. I'm like, what? Who is here? It's like the carolers. I walk around and they start hitting that ding dong. Dude, it really is beautiful. Teared up. So good. Like, and it oh, sounds great oh, in this building yeah. mm-hmm. because the acoustics. Was that tech or paragold? It was tech. It's yeah. tech. And then great thing is, is I'm walking back downtown. I'm like, where are y'all headed? And they're like, we're headed downtown. It's like, me too. Maybe I'll run into you again. Walk into the crossing. They're walking in. We just had that conversation. Uh, we delivered Christmas cookies. We did every year, just like to our neighbors, like on behalf of the crossing. Sure. And um, we said we talked about this. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, day before that we delivered. I can't remember. Tuesday. It was. Yeah. Obviously, this is coming out later. But we were like, man, down. I told them I was like, you guys weren't here when we first got down here. But I said it's it's drastically different. Like there's so much more traffic down here now. There's so oh, much more going on. There he is. There the, is. the gin, by the way, is looking excellent. I mean, so let's talk about that for a second. Okay. But so you've got the Farmer's Market Pavilion. Yes. It looks great. That took, by the way, uh, the Farmer's Market next level. Did you oh, ever yeah. go there to the yeah. Farmer's yeah, Market? Yeah, when it was before? in the street. Yeah, like when my wife and I did it for a while. There was like nine vendors and 14 choppers. Yes. So it if was you, insane this year. So let's let's just kind of start with when you talk about that, and you start looking around at projects, um, we've been really fortunate over the last few years to have great partnerships. The, the, I'm going to tell you the story about that real quick. Um, we were planning the um, Farmer's Market Pavilion, and it came in, the budget was $3 million when it came in. And probably the worst DAV had in office. We opened the bid. We were thinking it was going to be 1.6. That's how much money we had for it. And it's $3 million. We're like, holy cow. Yeah. Double what you're wanting yeah. to be. So what are we going to do? So I literally, I remember walking out of the council room into my office and just looking. I have all like all the books on the back. And I was just looking at those books just in a daze. Like I had just been slapped. And um, they started whittling, brought it down to $2 million. And then all of a sudden, get a phone call from Rusty. He's like, hey, we want a partner. And then, you know, it's just one of those things where dominoes started to fall. Why did they want a partner? Um, so they had, is that pretty common for the county and the city to be? Absolutely not. No. Um, you know, at the ribbon cutting, um, Congressman Crawford came up and was here because of that. Kind of like, this is the craziest thing ever. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, talking about taking it to the next level, how many visitors do you think the farmer's market had this year? I don't know, but it was packed every time I went. 22,000. Isn't that crazy? That's wild, isn't it? <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> that's right. That's that's exactly what. And and here's the thing that like you can't really put a number on how much that blessed the people that were there selling their products. Sure, and you the, know, and the, because and like those people are working hard. And I did it for a summer, and we we did good. We sold all of our stuff. We didn't have a whole lot, but like well, yeah, you had the garden at the yeah, house. Yeah, we had yeah. a little garden, you yeah. know, and so. <clears throat> it's so cool, man, to get to see people who are kind of going farm the table type stuff, whether they're making the candles or they're making, you know, they're doing raising flowers or the vegetables and fruits and being able to sell. That's really cool, sure. man. It is. It, it's that uh, had to be satisfying for y'all to see that because you don't exactly know. You hope it's going to be a great turnout, but I'm sure that exceeded your expectations. Hey, that first day, I was nervous, to be honest with you. I bet. And I will tell you the truth. We came over, uh, I, I remember I was with uh, Kristen and we had the girls with us. Lily normally sells in the cinnamon rolls in the farmer's market, and she didn't the first day this year. And we came over. There's a little hill there at First National Bank and City Hall, that intersection by the chamber. And when we came over the hill and you could see down toward the railroad tracks, it there were just 
people everywhere. Cars and people, and like you had to slow down. I thought, crazy. Well, it was a huge relief, as you can imagine, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ran a race there, and by race, I, I use that lightly. What was it? It was the oh, uh, I was talking about that one mile thing. One k. It wasn't even one k. Yeah, I was like, sure what it was. But Jonesboro, yeah. who, uh, I can't remember who put that on. Jeff Chastain, right? Yeah, but what what's the uh, organization? Is like, I mean, there's several people behind that, but it's supposed to be in Jonesboro, and then they ended up moving to here, yeah. and that was the location they chose. So when you had Jeremy on the podcast, you know, yeah. and he talked about he didn't mention um, Jeff by name, but the guy who ran the first leg with him was Jeff, who helped put that on up here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It is. It's really neat, man, to be able to to come to things like that because it felt like for so long that we would never be able to to have those type of events sure. here. And as someone who grew up in Paragould, you know, I mentioned this recently. Um, I don't even know if I've ever told you this. Like, so where I'm sitting, where we're sitting right now, we're like right in between where my grandfather's used to work. So one of them was at the dairy and one of them was at, I can't remember the name of the grocery store over here, Wilburn's Grocery is yep. what it used to yeah. be called. One of them worked there. And then my grandma used to work, had one at Don Perky's and one that taught the beauty school here downtown oh really so i have deep roots in downtown Paragould. sure and obviously now i work here and right. so to be able to see all of this happening is really exciting and the gin by the way tell, tell people about that so that's, that's a, a beautiful building it is and that's one thing that's gonna ties right back to the farmer's market you know um so the gin stands for uh, generating innovative networks and for the past decade or so the economic development corporation of Paragould has looked for a small business workforce development incubator type space um and they've looked at different buildings throughout they actually looked at uh, probably about six years ago they looked at the ryan ryan and young building you know mm-hmm. they're behind the post yeah. office yeah it's a great <clears throat> building yeah it's oh fantastic the the issue there was it was it's pretty big you know, so Allison uh, called me one morning, and I hadn't even made it to work yet. She called, and she's like, hey, I had this wild idea. Let's buy the two-story building off of Michael Tolson from Chow, and let's do the workforce development. We didn't know what it was going to be called then. Let's do that there. And I said, okay, well, let's just buy the whole block, you know, because the best way to um, control your neighbors is to own the to own it right sure. so yeah um we started looking and that really fit our model what we were looking at because if you look at that that's five buildings mm-hmm. and we have developed right now phase one is buildings one two and three coming from the north coming from champions you have buildings one two and three mm-hmm. um those buildings are actually tied together now in the back so there's a hallway and bathrooms. Oh, that's cool. yeah so it's it's like a, a teaching space yeah you walk into the first um building and there's a like a coffee conference area walks directly back into a hallway and down that hallway you look through glass on your right and there's a pottery room and then you walk past that there's another glassed in room that is a maker space it has welders and woodworking material and and that sort of stuff then you kind of go to the left and it goes into a hallway goes into the next building and that building is a, a classroom and we've partnered with black river technical college and they're going to be teaching classes in there like soft skills it's real. i mean that's where did that idea come from? Like, why not just, why did they not just build space on their current land or property? Like, why downtown? Well, I, so Black River? Yeah. Or, or yeah, ADC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, Black River. River yeah. So Black River, they have um, the Green County um, Industrial Training Center. It's GCITC. Mm-hmm. That is on their campus. And that's where you go to learn how to weld what, what you and I would consider hard skills. Uh-huh. Okay. But, um, with the Chamber of Commerce and the Economic Development, and Allison and I go out, we meet with every industry at least once a year. And one of the things that we continually hear is workforce. We need more workforce. And we need a trainable workforce that has soft skills. Like when you show up to a job interview, you don't wear your pajamas. And you don't <laughs> have a – and I'm guilty of this. I still have a hotmail. You don't have – you know, you need to have mm-hmm. – you know, it doesn't need to say, uh, you know – Wild man Jared at, at, <laughs> yeah. at you know, yeah. at Hotmail. It, you need to have a professional email. Yeah. You need to know how to balance a checkbook. Those soft skills that you and I would consider. Yep. So, um, and that's very much, so Green County, the, the Industrial Training Center has the hard skills. We'll teach you how to HVAC, plumbing, welding. This downtown is going to be more of soft skills and it's going to be a, a, a very fluid space. And can only BRTC students use that? Absolutely not. So so phase 
Two is a small business incubator. Phase three has an industrial kitchen. So once it's all finished, let's take Lily, for example, and she's doing her her um, cinnamon rolls. She can yep. use that industrial kitchen. If she wants to be a member, it may cost her like, I don't know, $40 a month, I think, is the proposal right now. Wow. Or $10 a day, and she has the whole run of the place. You like kind of reserve a spot? It's yours to use. Yep. You have a fob. Go in and out. It's open from wow. eight a.m. to nine. It's almost like a gym. It's like a gym, and you. But you're going yes. and doing these things that help teach you the soft skills. If, if Chris wants to get into making wooden bowls, he goes in and he he gets with. Uh, so we got a DRA grant for almost four hundred thousand dollars to run this for two years. There will be a full time workforce development person there. That's cool, and a part time person that is there that's. Over that oversees the pottery and making sure that you know how to use the saws and the the maker space the the dangerous part of it right yeah they're gonna, they're gonna oversee that and once once you come in and you're and and Chris is qualified to use the saw he doesn't have to be he he signs off our insurance liability is is he's on his own now and he can come in if he's a member come in make all the wooden bowls he wants to on Saturday walk right across the road. Sell them at the farmer's market. Mm. Or... Dude, that's super cool. Yeah, in phase two, when he when he's ready to start selling them Monday through Friday, then the fourth building that we haven't started on yet, but we, we will soon, um, will have pop-up shops in it. So you'll walk in and it'll be... Um, been to big cities where they have these markets, you know, just mm-hmm. like it's what it'll be. Like he, he might have 400 square feet in that building of his bowls and mm-hmm. people can come in and he can... And it's kind of a, it's just really, it lowers the barriers to entrepreneurship. Hmm. And it also, our partnership with Black River Technical is going to be a direct pipeline to feed our industries. You talk about economic development in our community, you know, number one is schools, number two is safety. And the biggest thing that you have to, to make sure that you take care of is the existing businesses and industries that you have. You know, we're all about bringing in new industry. But if you're bringing in new industry and you're losing what you have, you're treading water, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that, that we take care of those that have been here um, for us and have taken care of us to get us to where we are now. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the tax? Since uh, we're, we, we jump into that, you're talking about taking care and safety so, and all those yeah, things. If you want, if you, we can jump into that, absolutely. I know that we still have so much that we've accomplished this year that we can come back to talking about that. But sure. it just seems like a good natural it, segue. It, it, I mean, is, it is. We can talk about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of strange because um, <clears throat> I'm going to go back real quick. And I'm just going to run through this for everyone that maybe I went through this and it took 25 minutes on the council. And I promise it won't take that long. So just bear with me. Um, From what I heard, sounded good. I was in the cheap seats, so I didn't get to hear all yeah, of it. Yeah, thanks for showing up, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we met with Mayor Copenhaver back in August, and he was struggling with recruitment. He was losing officers to ASP, Arkansas State Police, and he was going to raise his starting pay to 53000 this was back in August. So I came home, um, met with Tish. Actually, Tish. And he's HR. meeting with you because he's letting you know, like, hey, heads up. We're not going to try to bleed you guys dry, but we know what's going to happen. Is sure. We're raising this, we, and you're probably going to lose some good people. And I just want you to know nothing personal, but we've got to raise because we're competing with other cities. Sure. It's, 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 and uh, there's a trickle down effect to that. It's just business. Yeah. You know, but it also it comes back to those relationships. You know, you were talking earlier about Rusty and I and, and how mm-hmm. we have a great relationship. I we have a fantastic relationship with Jonesboro. So, uh, and that was very much just a courtesy. Yes, you're, you're right. So he, he met with us and kind of said, Hey, look, we're going to 53. Um, at the, at that point in time, I think they were, I think they were around 35 to 40 officers short in August. Okay. Jonesboro. Jonesboro. Yeah. Um, since then they have this week, they hired 17 this week. They are fully staffed for the first time since 2019. In almost five years, they're fully staffed for the first time because of raising pay. You know, and here we are at 39,000. So it makes it extremely hard on us. Um, when how I, many police officers do we currently have or something we need? We have 47 right now. Now, that's not counting the two that we have. We have two in the National Guard. So we actually have 49 that are, that are on right. today. And we need to be at at least 70. Wow. The budget is 53. So we're going to add, uh, in this tax proposal, we have uh, 17 additional officers in the, um, in the proposal. So 
So, yeah, with a new tax, we can get 70 new police officers. And then it's also for fire as well. 12 firemen. Yep, that's adding. Where are we at? On how many do we currently have firefighters? Uh, we're at 42. And we need? We need 20. We need 24 um, to be able to be fully staffed, but we're going to start with 12. And uh, where do y'all get that number? People don't know that, to be fully staffed. National good. fire uh, protection numbers, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the um, police numbers come from, uh, you take your census times 2.4. That's FBI standards. So we're at 30,000 people times 2.4. It ends up being 73 point some odd off, uh, officers that we need. So um, so anyways, after we came back, figured out that we probably needed to raise starting pay to 50,000. You know, that's where school teachers are at these days. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a livable wage. Um, we, and that makes a difference, man. I mean, you know, my wife was a stay-at-home mom for a while and just went back to public school teaching this year. And – Part of it, it sure helped, man, whenever they got those raises. I'm Absolutely. looking and saying, like, yeah. okay, like that it makes a difference on the kind of people who begin to apply for jobs. Sure. You're getting better people. And also, you know, historically, if you look, um, teachers, police officers, they've always been in that same, you know, whatever they're getting paid is going to be comparable. Mm. And right now, that is not the case. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot has changed. Um, in 2021, we were paying twenty eight thousand dollars a year. Now we're at thirty nine. But you know, we are we have the lowest tax rate of any um, city in the state, and you know, we've just kind of ran out to the end. Like you can only raise so much until you need a little help. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. So <clears throat> anyone that's listening at home, the last thing that I wanted to do as mayor was say, hey. We need a tax increase. Yeah. It's, we, we looked in every nook and cranny and did our best to try to find without having to do this. Yeah, and the pushback you get from people is they're like, well, apparently they do got plenty of money because they're building all this stuff. They've built the pavilion. They've built sure. this new city hall. Sure. Uh, and and I'd love for you to speak into that. I've heard you talk about it, but share those who are listening. Okay. Like, so hey, Where did that money come from? Well, you know, the city was no different than than you and I and Chris. Whenever COVID was going on, you know the the government was doling out money. You know you'd go to the mailbox every once in a while, and there'd be a sixteen hundred dollar check for you and your kids, right? <laughs> um, so the federal government sent us seven million dollars in total. They sent us a million dollars of what was called the CARES Act, and then the American Rescue Plan Act came along, and we received two three million dollar um, just infusions of money. Um, and at first, that money had earmarks. Unlike, you know, when they sent mm-hmm. you money, it was like you could do whatever you needed to. Yes. You, you run your household. Yep. They were not that way with the cities. Yep. At first, it was like, okay, so you have to um, do something to mitigate COVID. At that point in time, our kids were not in school. They were all home. They all, you know, all of our schools, fortunately, are one-to-one, so they have – their laptops and, and their home, but maybe not all of our kids have Wi-Fi. So one of the first things we did was we started building pavilions. We spent a half a million dollars redoing the pavilions in our parks and turning on Wi-Fi so that these kids that if they're home and they need to do homework or they want to get out of the house, go to a park, they can get underneath those pavilions, get in the shade, they can do their homework. Um, so we spent some money there. As this, So as we're doing that, time is, is you know creeping on, right? Mm-hmm. The federal government comes out and says, you know what, um, if you've paid out wages to essential workers, which we had, fire, police, admin, you can count that towards your COVID. So that started freeing up some of the money. And um, the council decided right then, we want to make an investment. We want to we do something. We don't want to squander this. You know, if you spend 25000 here and 25000 there and 100000 here, you look up and you're broke and you have nothing to show. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we made that, that's where Rusty came in. You talked about, you know, he had the he had the same money with the same strings. So the outdoor pavilion, the community pavilion, was nothing more than what we had built in our parks, just on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we partnered on that, and and that was something that we could build, something that had been looked at for a while, and in theory. Um, was an outdoor gathering space that we could use for council meetings. They could use for quorum court meetings and we could mitigate the spread of COVID. Yep. When all that finished up, we had um, close to $6 million left. And that's when the council said, look, we've, we, um, we've got some really nice fire stations, but our police station is lacking. Um, City hall is lacking. We are like sardines in a can up there right now. Um, 
and it is time for us to make mm-hmm. a big splash. Um, and thankfully, with the money coming from the federal government, um, we were able to build that without any debt and without getting into any reserves. Our reserves, I think, at the council meeting, I, I talked about this. Um, whenever we came into office, we had $8.3 million in the bank um, in our reserve, in our uh, general fund reserves, and today it's at 108 Mm. So, um, it's not going down. It's not going, going down. No, yeah. there's, there's been a lot of good things happen. Um, but we, but the reason that we're, we've been able to do that is because of, you know, the station, the, the, the power plant, we're going to talk about that. And, you know, we had a $2 million help from first national bank built the community pavilion. We had a $750,000 partner with, um, the County, you know, on, yeah, and you share these numbers when you look at what's been built, um, it's, it's valued, is it seventeen million? What was fourteen million dollars? Fourteen million assets. Yes, and we're spending how much? And we've spent two point seven five million. Yeah, so yeah. seems like a pretty good investment. It's not bad. It, it's kind of hard to argue with, you know. <laughs> and it, 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 but it's a know, good thing nobody does. We have been. <laughs> <laughs> we've been uh, very fortunate to have some really, really good partnerships and people to buy in and say, you know. Um, we like the tra- trajectory, the you know where we're headed, the direction of the city. We like it. We're going to buy in, and that, you know, all we want to do is broaden the tent, get more people underneath it. Like we can go farther together. The people, people who are on the opposing side of things like this, what is their biggest fear? Hmm. Is it is it that we're? Um, I mean, I know with the tax. I guess the tax. Let's talk about that. Talk about that for a second. Like, I guess the biggest fear there is I already feel. Um, I already felt things are tight because of inflation. Sure. And I'm already working hard. I'm already trying to pay bills. I'm already in mm-hmm. debt. Like, Absolutely. The idea of like, you've raised my taxes. It can't do anything but make my life worse. That's what they're, they're feeling, right? Sure. Like, this doesn't sure. my quality of life. Do you, have you ran the numbers? Like, I'm just curious, like logically, like, do we have an idea of how much of a difference that's going to make in the average spender's wallet in a year? 40 bucks. It's about 10 cents a day is oh. what we think it's going to cost. Now, with that, you know, so I, I'm going to throw out a staggering figure that I have probably put on this podcast before, but our 911 center gets 100,000 phone calls a year. How many? 100,000. That's wild, right? So, um, you know, we want to make sure that whenever – I said it at the council meeting that um, Jason – Massengill at, at AMMC told me one time, he said, on your worst day of your life, you're going to end up in one or two places, either jail or the hospital. Yeah. And I said the night at the council meeting, like, if you're going to jail, chances are you're going to, the police are going to take you there. And if you're going to the hospital, there's a really good chance that our ambulance or our firemen are taking you. And when you have that worst day of your life, this um, tax proposal is going to make sure that Paragould's very best show up. We have the best police officers, fire, and our dispatchers are top of the pile when it comes to um, their training and the knowledge that they have. It's unbelievable. The technology that they have at their fingertips. Um, we are extremely lucky to have um, what we have in Paragould, and this is going to just take it to the next level. What worries me is what if it doesn't, Right. You talk about like, hey, what's this going to cost? And things are ex- expensive as it is. Inflation has gone from nine percent down to three. So um, we wanted to. We wanted. We probably. Um, what we wanted to do with this tax is put it on the books in March. We wanted to ask in March, and there, so there people was, can vote on this. When? Absolutely. We, when in March fifth. March fifth. And with that, what we want to do is make sure that everyone gets to vote. Sure. In in the past, does the city council have the power to just say we're going to do this? Um, not this. Okay. No. They they have the power to put it on the books. They also have the power to call a special election. So could have been a special election called you know in January when no one's going to show up, which is dirty. You don't. Do is that, that why you decided to do it in March? That's when the primaries are. You Absolutely. Know are show up. Like we want. I want every single, we want every single citizen in Perigold to have the opportunity to show up and show their support for our first responders. This can is, we, can we really like $40 a year? Yes. Like, I mean, just that sounds, I mean, even if you're tight, I'm like, I can't with a family of five, I can't eat at McDonald's for $40 now. Well, see, so, so I'm so, like, literally you think about this. It's like, 
you give up, what we're asking for you to do is to give up one McDonald's meal for your family a year. And what do you get in return? 17 police officers, 12 new firefighters. And new dispatchers, a couple of SROs, and the men and women that right now are doing all of the work are paid a livable wage. And, you know, you think about that. So you say, how do we do that? How does that math work? Well, it's, it's sales tax. So every time you go to Jonesboro, you're paying their sales tax. Mm-hmm. Every day, we have 120,000 people come through our city. Well, those people are stopping and buying gas, and they're stopping at McDonald's. They are helping us pay for this. So three-quarters of this will be paid for by people outside the city. Now, that's fair. And the reason that is fair is because— We do the same thing everywhere Absolutely. Else. And if we have someone come over from Dunklin County, Missouri, and they have an accident, guess who's showing up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's our it's our police officers and our firemen and, and our ambulatory care. So, um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm I feel like I'm a pretty conservative guy when it comes to spending the my own money and city's money. And I'm just looking at that. I'm like, I'm trying. I I truly because it's so important when you're doing things like this to always put yourself in the position of other people who oppose it. Sure. Because they, you know, I think one of the biggest mistakes we make is we often look at people on the other side of us and we assume that they're either idiots or they're evil. And I don't think either one of those are true. I think people usually have decent reasons for why they have the view they have, Sure, you know, and it's like, I really would like to talk to some other people who hear these numbers and then hear from them why it's not a good idea. Because I'm trying, I really am trying to think in my mind, like a way to, to like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like I could look at this from a different angle and I just don't understand. It seems like a no brainer decision. Jared, I really think that the people that are against this are uh, just misinformed. And it's, it's our job every single day as, you know, you're running for council. <clears throat> Congratulations, by the way. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am running, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, well, wait yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So, um, but I think the people that um, are against this, it's, it's our job um, to be the ones to get out and inform everyone mm-hmm. and say, hey, look, City Hall, we're not having to – Ask for a tax increase. Here's here's the key, okay? If you learn nothing else, we're not having to ask for a tax increase because we have spent every dime. We just talked about our reserves are up, right? But this these this tax increase uh, or this proposal to add 17 uh, police officers, 12 firemen, and raise base pay to 50000 is going to cost about, let's just say, $3.5 million. It's $3.3 to $3.5 million a year. Well... If we would have taken that six million dollars or seven million dollars from the COVID money, yes, and gave give and given this raise at three and a half, then in year twenty month twenty five in year two, what are you going to do? Right, you know you can't. Like I said, you can't yes. buy milk it's and not bread sustainable. out of your savings account. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's the the number one thing is people need to realize is we they look around and we've I'm not I'm not bragging on me. Yeah. But in the past few years, the council has gotten on board. We've gotten some really good partners, and we've seen some great things happen. We were just talking about how great downtown is, the trail, farmer's market, the station, city hall, First National Bank's doing their big remodel down here. We've got the gin. Uh, the uh, county is putting in the um, yeah. extension office out on yeah. Fairview. Their retail has boomed in our community. Things are changing. Yes, um, but I don't want people to think, well, we've just spent every dime, and now now they're asking for more. That is not right. the case. Yeah, you know? we have more money than ever, as far as in your time. We do, but we, we but we still at the end of the day we have ten million dollars, and if we if we um, spend three million a year on raises in in oh it goes down fast we're, we're done yeah right. it goes down fast and then when you need a fire truck or or anything else then you you. Well, then ten million dollars sounds like a lot of money to me, but we're talking about ten million to run a city, so it's like the savings is like, well, you got all the savings in the world. It's like that can go through one natural disaster or whatever else. Like that changes quick, right? So our bu- our general budget this year is right at twenty five million dollars. Wow, so you have less than one year. Yeah, you, yeah. You, we've got about six months. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that's really exciting, um, I'm going to switch gears on you here because yeah. I don't I don't know that everyone at home wants to just us to just hammer them with this tax talk. Um, 
Talking about the budget, we have the street budget this year um, is different than the general budget. General budget is where your fire and police and now on one revenues and expenditures come out of. On the other side, there's a there's a wall, and we have the street budget. And um, this year, we're gonna we're gonna add about uh, about three million dollars in paving. We've got two point seven million dollars in paving in the budget, and then um, we received word last week that we received a three hundred thousand dollar grant to um, overlay Fairview and Shallow. So Mm -hmm. we'll be trying to work those in. So we're going to do about $3 million worth of uh, extra paving next year. Now, so we're able to do that because our reserves. We're actually getting into reserves Mm -hmm. um, to do that. But we have, for the past couple of years, kind of had to curtail some of the paving um, because um, PLWC is doing $25 million worth of sewer work. And, you know, it didn't make sense to go out and pave streets that we were going to be digging sure. up. So um, that's really exciting. That's coming it. up next year? Absolutely. Or I guess yeah. this year now that it's. Oh, yeah. 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 This comes out in January. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's 2024. Uh, we're in the Happy future. Happy New Year. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> what else are you excited about for 2024? What's coming up? So right now we're about to kick off. By the time this comes out, um, we'll be kicking off the um, raise grant again. We're going to partner with Jonesboro. And um, this year, uh, we are going to be talking about community connectivity, uh, specifically trying to connect to education, healthcare, uh, employment centers, uh, and our parks, and, and with a real increase focused on alternative modes of transportation. So last year, the raise grant was let's connect Jonesboro and Perigold. Mm-hmm. So let's go down 707, connect to the state parks, and come to Jonesboro. Well, we started looking at the raise grant and what it actually is, and that's not really what it was for. It's kind of like sticking a round peg in a square hole. It just didn't fit. So um, Mayor Copenhaver called and said, hey, let's, let's do this again, but let's, let's do a better job. Um, so uh, we've been meeting with Jeremy Biggs, is mm-hmm. the grant writer for Jonesboro now. And uh, Alice and I have been meeting with him and Brian Richardson and uh, Mayor Copenhaver. And this year what we're going to do is kind of split the raise grant if we receive it. And um, – Jonesboro will get like $16 million and we'll get about $8 million and we will just build trails in our community to connect LMI, which is low to moderate income areas, to employment centers, to women-owned businesses, to downtown, to our parks, to healthcare, making sure that mm. um, kids can get to school. So uh, mm. that's really exciting. Um, we are not going to be going through the county. This time, so I know there was a little bit of pushback last time mm-hmm. uh, from some residents out um, in the in the county. We're not going to do that. Um, we heard you. Um, we understand that maybe that's not a priority for them at this point. Mm-hmm. So we're going to focus on Perigold. Our long term goal is one day to connect Perigold and Jonesboro with trails. But right now, we're going to build up each city's infrastructure. So that's really exciting. We're going to be rolling out some opportunities. Matter of fact, I think we're going to get with Jody and maybe rent the crossing uh, for some public input meetings, mm-hmm. kind of roll the maps out and say, here it is. What do you think? Here's what our thinking is. Connect you know, point A to point B through this neighborhood or, or down this corridor, and this is why we pick this, and get some input. You know, And we want, listen, we want everyone who's excited about this, has questions about it, has concerns about it, we want you to come to these meetings. Mm. Let us know. How do people get information on when these meetings are happening? So we'll put it on Facebook. Discover Paragould. Is Who will put it on Facebook? Discover Paragould. Discover Paragould. The Chamber. City of Paragould. So all those all those are great um, areas to, to keep in, in touch with what's going on in our community. I wonder if there's a way that we can start posting for city things, Chris. Mm. Within podcast. the Paragould podcast. Yeah, just yeah. for people in our audience. Another way sharing to what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's one thing is we, so I got to, one of the great things that I don't, I hadn't got to visit with you guys. Um, last year, I was accepted into Delta Leadership. It was um, the, D, so the GIN, which we'll talk about if you want to, um, received a DRA grant for like $400,000. The DRA is the Delta Regional Authority that President Clinton set up, and it's eight states. It's Kentucky, Illinois, Tennessee, Missouri, Arkansas, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Okay. Each one of those eight states, uh, the governor picks five people to go through a leadership conference or a leadership class, and I was selected last year. Awesome, man. That was Congrats. great. It was, it was awesome. So uh, we went to Selma, uh, Alabama, went to New Orleans, went to Memphis, 
um, El Dorado, Arkansas, Paducah, Kentucky, had all these in Washington, D.C. Um, and so the DRA is, um, they, they give out grants. And um, they, they gave us a $400,000 grant to, to work on the gin. In that uh, leadership class, you know, they turned me on some really good leadership books and some really good um, things to consider. One of the things that came out of that was you do things with people, not to people. And so when you come back to this raise grant or, mm-hmm. you know, what we're posting on Facebook, we want to make sure that everyone, look, I'm excited about our community. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. And, and you are too. Mm-hmm. You're running for council. You did that because you are excited and want to be a part of the changes, sure. right? Yeah. We want everyone excited. I want every yeah. person who is listening to this to be an ambassador to our community. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we're experiencing growth, and we want we want good growth, and we want people, we want our citizens connected. Yeah. No, we don't want to keep them in the dark. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, we were talking the other day. We have about 1,500 homes being built across our community. Wow. Think about that. You got... 2.5 people for every door, and we've got 1,500 people. Now, that's not talking about, you know, last year we talked about the land bank, and yeah, that's yeah. not talking about, you know. That's yeah, not explain even, that to people. So, you know, we set up the land bank. Last year we talked about, we kind of went into, into, into detail about what it is, um, but it is really code enforcement 2.0, and it is, um, you know, for years we've gone around and, and condemned properties and knocked down homes, and now – the Orion Group, we've gone through a community redevelopment plan, a strategic growth plan, and we are focused on rehabilitating and rebuilding our legacy neighborhoods. We want these neighborhoods on the east side and on the north end where you see a lot of blank property and, and growed up lots. We want our builders and our community investors to get excited about reinvesting in those areas. Why do you care about those areas? So let's just think about downtown, right? Yeah. When you can't, you said a while ago we were visiting. Yeah. You said you came down here a few years ago, and it was not like it is. And and so let's take out the gin and the farmers market and the the power plant, the station, right? The station's not done, so it doesn't count towards what's happened down here. Mm-hmm. The gin's not done, so it what was happening down here happened before, long before the gin and the power plant, right? Mm-hmm. And really, it was going on when we were building the pavilion. So what changed down here? Really, if you think about it, it was we, we put up some string lights. We added some music. We built an ambiance. We built a neighborhood. But we didn't spend a whole lot of money. We just changed the way people thought about downtown. Mm-hmm. And then outside investors actually made the difference. You look at all the businesses that have came down mm-hmm. here, it's people that have poured their heart and their soul, put their money where their mouth is to make downtown better. It has not been solely the city. Right. You know, yep. we might have lit the match, yes. but the fuel has got to put a spotlight on it and keep throwing it on there. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we want to do the same thing with, and so if you, if you look at these neighborhoods, a lot of our police calls are in those neighborhoods, a lot of our code enforcement. So let's go in and, Let's rebuild these neighborhoods. We've gone. I was talking about DIA, uh, the DLI class that I got to go to. Um, went to Paducah, Kentucky, and they have a land bank, maybe one of the most successful in the United States. Um, went to Baton Rouge. They have a land bank, same way. It's ex- so how does, in, in layman's terms, like give us a summary, how does that work? Like how do you take over these little areas? So, and actually- let, so the land bank has, has been established and has met and they have have identified three overlay districts, okay? So let's just talk about, let's just, one of them is um, where you live, okay? okay? We, we're going to call that Midtown for just for, so we'll, we'll have an idea of what we're talking about. Right. Like that area from Main Street to Court Street, kind of from Hardy's all the way to downtown. Okay. We would go in, or we, we will go in, and we'll say, okay, um, going forward, this is a new neighborhood. Any house that's in that neighborhood is, you know, grandfather clause in. You don't have to worry about um, changing anything to, to meet these new regulations. However, anything new that's built is going to be built to these specifications. Okay. So what you end up with is you don't end up with multifamily. You yep. don't end up with a bunch of, 
a, just a metal shop building right there beside. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're going in and we're pretty much putting a new neighborhood on top of an old neighborhood and saying, if you're already here, you're safe. So what do you do to make that actually become a reality? You've, you've identified it, and then what We've do you do? We've identified it. We will. So the land bank now will start going through and making those changes, and then the city council will adopt them, and then we'll start putting. Um, so then we go in after that. You go in and you identify all the properties in that neighborhood that have been condemned, that have, been condemned, okay. that have liens on them, and the land bank has the authority to go to those people and say, hey, donate it, pay your lien, or we're going to take it. Yep. And then you're able to go. So once you, the land bank is able to get hold of those properties that need to be cleaned up, they can go to a builder and say, if you'll build this house, Jared, the land bank's going to do this. We're going to hand you, we're going to buy you a uh, house plan. We'll give it to you. And we'll give you the lot for a dollar if you'll build that home. Mm. And then all of a sudden, so what that does is the number one way to build wealth is home ownership. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the specifics are, but it's like 90% of the world's millionaires became millionaires through real estate. The way you be, you build wealth is through home ownership. So what, what we're going to do is lower those barriers. We want to make it where the person, Chris, you've never built a house. We want to lower the barrier and make it easy for you and your wife to do that. So here's three house plans. We'll pay for those for you, and you pick one out. You like it, and then here's three lots. We're willing to sell you these lots for you know, whatever we have in them, which is a couple hundred bucks or whatever. The city, what our investment will be is going into those neighborhoods and fixing the sidewalks, fixing the drainage, fixing the roads, maybe putting up different um, stop signs and different light poles and that sort of stuff, building infrastructure to make it nicer. And then private investors will come in and do their part. So that's really exciting will there be like a database where you can see the different properties that are available eventually it's it's already being built yep so how long will this take for it to go from this dream to reality where we're like it's gonna like we're literally like now seeing like brick and mortar like things are beginning to change so it took us about so i talked about this last year and it has taken us about a year to get through this is not we're not unique right but we also um it's not very common there are only a few places in the state of Arkansas that actually have land banks, Little Rock and Jonesboro. So um, we had to reach out to Jonesboro and Little Rock, get their bylaws and, and the way they operate and try to come up with our own, go through the lawyers and trying to get everything set up. So that's all set up. Um, they are in the budget next year. They have uh, So we have an economic development tax, and um, we put uh, $250,000 in their budget next year so what I think that will happen next year, and I'm not on the land bank commission, but I think those commissioners will spend that um, $250,000 acquiring properties, cleaning up properties, and getting the ball rolling on um, making making. That should start happening happen. next yeah. year. Yeah, I I'm hope so. hope so. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting, man. <clears throat> Especially since uh, that's my ward. Yeah. My little area, It man. is your little area, yeah. Two of the um, – uh, overlay districts will fall in Ward uh, Ward 2. So there's one on the north end from North Pruitt, uh, kind of where downtown stops from there down to Nunn's Construction and up to the road that go, went down to Osi's mm-hmm. 4th. That's uh, an area. I think it's called the North End District. And then there's the Labor District, and it's over in uh, on the east side. That's great. You mentioned Osi's. That's my first active business if I'm on city council. Do I have the power to bring Osi's back? We'll have to get a hold of the uh, – the owners and find out if they're willing to reinvest in that area. But hey, with this land bank, I think there's an opportunity there. Oh man. What else? You know, I don't want to take up just all of your afternoon. Is there anything else um, that you're excited about as far as this, you know, upcoming year? I know that y'all took a trip to Greenville, South Carolina, um, and you came back with some ideas, right? We did, you know, so we went over there and, um, Greenville, South Carolina has had a mayor who who said, I'm going to run twice. I'm going to run for one term, and if they'll have me, I'll stay for a second term, and I'm going to make some decisions that need to be made. It's going to make some people mad, but I'm going to do the right thing. He was a lawyer. He was an attorney. He didn't, mm. need, the, he didn't need the job. Yes. He's been there 30-something years. Wow. He, while we were there, I actually um, helped him clean up his campaign signs by bringing one home. Uh, <laughs> his... Uh, we flew out and we got there Monday, and the election was Tuesday for his uh, seventh re-election. So uh-huh. uh, he's been mayor for twenty-eight years now, 
um, and he was reelected. So I grabbed one of his signs at Mayor Knox and, and brought it home. Um, but uh, he, his story is Greenville, South Carolina, is a 30-year overnight success. And their big thing was you plant trees that you will never set under the shade. Mm-hmm. And long-term vision casting. And that is what – that's our job, Jared, as as leaders in the community – we have to – so coming back to the tax, let's think about it this way. The station, which I want to talk about, that, that project started in 2016. The trail started in 2016. Anchor Packaging had a huge um, expansion right after I became mayor. That started long before I was the mayor. Utility Trader is is doing an expansion right now. Allen Engineering did an expansion mm-hmm. in 2018, 2019. I became mayor. I get, It looks like I had a part in that. I didn't, right? There's a lot of things. Freddy's and Starbucks, they were already in the pipeline whenever I became mayor. So um, a lot of times the new generation gets to take credit for the old generation's work. It's just the way things are because we plant trees mm-hmm. and we see them as saplings, and then mm-hmm. our kids and the next generation gets to enjoy the shade. This tax is very much the same thing. It is very much what we do today will keep our community safe for generations to come. Mm. We've talked about the five pillars that people that communities are built on last year. Those those pillars, the number one thing people look at when they relocate to a city is a school. Number two is safety. We can control, and we are in charge of our citizens' safety. Mm-hmm. Passing this tax is going to plant those trees that your kids and my kids are going to grow up in a community that's safe, that they can go walk on that trail, they can go down to an event at the community pavilion, they can go down and cook their cinnamon rolls at the gin, they can walk down and learn how to do woodworking at the gin, and we know we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. So... Um, that's one of the things that we came back from is like, hey, you guys need to vision cast. You have got to get past this six-month mentality. And that, and coming back to DLI, the Delta Leadership, that was every place we went, I took notes, and it was get rid of the three-year mindset. Like You have to realize that you're doing work that you may never see. Think about it this way. The regional airport that's going on, it's a, you know, a 40-year thing. Allison and I and Rusty will work as hard as we can to make sure that regional airport is located in an area that benefits Paragool. But that's a 30-year project. That That's the next mayor or the mayor after that and the next economic developer will be there just like we were back in 2020 cutting the ribbon on that um bypass around town that Charlie Partlow started, right? Mm-hmm. Charlie Partlow started it, and Mayor Gaskell barely got to cut the ribbon, mm-hmm. just kind of the way that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Greenville, South Carolina trip, it was fantastic. We took about 20 um, leaders, city city leaders, um, economic development uh, people, and went over there. Greenville, South Carolina is the most benchmarked city in the United States. What's that mean? That means other communities fly there and say – we want to do what you're doing. We're here to R&D. That's rip off and duplicate. <laughs> and um, Greenville has so many people, so many cities coming in that they they um, only allow 26 cities to visit a year. We flew in, and a city from Mississippi had been there for nine days. And it's like when you fly in, you have a personal representative that shows up and says, Welcome to Greenville. I'm here. And they send out an itinerary for like, you've got – Here's ten days worth of stuff. You're going to be here for four. So, what do you want to learn about? It's it was it that's was cool, man. Fantastic. Yeah. I talked to Pat Austin a little bit and some others, and they were really excited. Oh, come back! Pat right was up. like, "You've got to go to Greenville, South Carolina." So, you know, you were talking earlier about um, um, people that don't necessarily see the vision, mm-hmm. and that the people. Let me rephrase that. You were talking earlier about people that were against things and against the tax or against the trail or that sort of stuff. It's because a lot of times they haven't had the opportunity, and that is not their fault, okay? It's not their fault that you and I have the opportunities to go see this other stuff. It's our responsibility to bring it back and show them, hey, there's there's things that could better your life. I mean, when you think about – so 
this buzzword of quality of life, quality of life, quality of life, people get tired of hearing it. Mm-hmm. And they do, okay? And I get that. But let's break that down. Quality of life. We are absolutely trying to make your life better. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. Yeah. Who could be against that? It's just <laughs> it's just a little bit yeah. of misinformation. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it's the idea, too, of um, you guys probably know this language better, but you have, what, they, what do they call them, early adopters? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Chris. It's like you have those, so the iPhone is the thing, right? And so it's like when this was first announced, right, whenever that was, like 2000, I don't know when that was. 2008. Well, 2008 sounds right. You know, this first comes out, you have only a handful of people at that point that were like, that sounds great, I'll buy one. Sure, sure. And a lot of the people that are like, that sounds like a big waste of money. Yeah. And now everyone's grandma has one. That's right. That's you know? right. And so it's always that way where you've got to have a few people that see it. That's right. And are willing to take the risk. Sure. And then after others sit back and watch, they're like, oh, okay. Like it, the water's safe. Like now I can sure. go in. And I think that's one of the things that people need to realize is like the things that we're trying to do, like building this trail, you know, we caught a little bit of flack on that. By the way, how many people do you think visited the trail this year? I have no idea, but there's a lot out there whenever I've been out there. I th- we're, we're, I think we're conservative in our estimates. We have a trail counter. Um, it ha- we, have, we don't have a whole year's worth of data, but it looks like we're going to have about 75,000 visits. Wow. Is that not mind-blowing? That's awesome, man. Yeah. Only 20,000 of those are Jared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I saw him out there the other day running. <laughs> you did, yeah. man. Yeah. I yeah. was so glad I'm like, the one out of three times that I've been out here, Josh saw me. And so it's like, my wife goes out there a lot. Yeah. A yeah. lot. So, so, yeah, that's a, it's fantastic. You know, um, one of the things, that, coming back to Greenville, one of the things that popped out was they talked about private-public partnerships. And I want to kind of finish up with saying there is a project going on in downtown Paragould right now that I never thought I would see happen. And that's the power plant, you know, the station mm-hmm. powered by First National Bank. That um, I'll never forget. So um, <clears throat> I found out they were going to tear that building down. And I called Gina Jarrett and I said, I was living in the loft down here. And I said, and I was, I was on council. And I said, Gina, they're about to tear down. Um, they came to council last night. They're going to tear down the power plant. And she said, I will go strap myself to the building. And I said, well, I'll strap myself to one of the bulldozers. And it, it started right there, um, and she really started pushing. And that was probably 15 and 16. They, they went to the, the A&P. Jeremy Biggs got on council in 2016, and he set up the a, and he helped set up the A&P commission. And there was all of a sudden, um, there was a little bit of money to host festivals and do some research and that sort of stuff. So the A&P allocated some money to do a feasibility study and some stuff. In 2018 or 2019, we had the Get Downtown Festival in the parking lot where the farmer's market is now, and we handed out stickers that said, Save the Power Plant. Mm-hmm. And as I handed those out, I thought, there's no way we're saving this. This is um, a waste of time. I would love to see it happen, but it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it took so many people. You talk about partnerships. You have um, partnerships from the A&P Commission. Uh, the Future Fund, and there are 50-some-odd members that pushed for that. Um, the EDC got behind and committed a million dollars to that. Main Street Paragould and their board was behind that from day one. The city council uh, allocated $1 million to it. Mm. The bids came in. We had $4 million. I was like, all right, so we have a million from EDC, and we have a million from – and the EDC borrowed a million dollars, okay? Mm-hmm. They didn't write a check out of, like, hey, we've got money laying mm-hmm. around. They were like, this is important. We want to put some skin in the game. We're going to borrow $900,000 mm-hmm. from the facilities board, and we want to help be a part of this. Mm-hmm. But we're still $2 million short. I called Will Brewer, and I said, uh, hey, I want to come visit with you. He had been in talks about this the whole time and Allison and I went and sat down with him and told him where we were at he said so you're two million dollars short you don't have to worry about it we want to partner we believe in this wow so huge things Incredible, I man. mean unbelievable and then and then when they rolled that out I don't know did you get to go to the groundbreaking no I didn't I was Chris. there you know that was fantastic they yeah. roll they, they they do the groundbreaking and they say we're giving two million dollars to, to see this space benefit our downtown and and 
you know, we've talked about how that's going to continue to push downtown, and we can we can wrap up with that if you'd like. But, you know, then they turn around and they, they roll out their roots campaign that says, you know, we started here. This power plant's 100 years old. We've been here for 100 years. We're not leaving. We're going to reinvest in our campus here. Yeah. Which looks beautiful, by the way. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, not right now. But yeah, right now it looks what, awful. It looks, yeah, but what, where it's going looks awesome. So it's changing for the better. The, yeah. This whole area. I mean, yeah. Well, we've been talking for a long time about how one of the things this downtown's missed this area is like more green space, and that's even part of the plan, right? It it's is like trees it is. and absolutely. I think I looked and I counted. So you know, who knows if it's exactly right? But I counted sure. sixty-two trees. It's great. Well, you take up a bunch of parking and, and add sixty-two trees to our downtown. That is that's huge. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, really excited to have them as part of it and good things happening. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm excited. I was already excited. I'm even more excited after being able to sit with you. I really appreciate you always taking time. What is this? The fourth that we said? This is the fourth year. Yeah, man. The fourth year. Look at it. I tell you, man, time flies. So what we'll do is we'll end like we always do with rapid fire questions. Okay. Chris keeps telling me we need to change the name of this. What did you say the name needs to be? Because it's not, it's never rapid. Uh, no, it's not. Um, there's a podcast I listen to that's comedians and they call something like this, the slow round, the slow round. Well, <laughs> it'll go as fast as I you did, want. I it did not cheat this year. Last year I cheated. Well, and good, I, man. I it's, like, it's, all right, this is the question. You already had the answers. Come on, man. If I'd have known that, I just would have thrown your, Wait, thrown your paper away. Well, maybe you should throw me some. Oh, I brought you a gift by the way. Is that for me? Yeah. We need to take a picture of this. Um, this is a railroad spike that was made. In town, okay, and it's engraved. It says Paragle down the side. This this notch makes it a bottle opener. Man. And when the gin gets up and going, yeah. these will be made at the gin, and then whenever we have economic development trips like we went on <clears throat> Greenville, we'll take those and say, hey, remember Paragle every time you That's really cool. open a root beer. That's yeah. great, man. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. What a great gift. All right, so here we go. Rapid fire questions. Number one, what is the last movie or show you watched or book you read? I just finished Tyler Perry. Yeah. Matthew Perry. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, Very different person. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. I yeah. never, never, well, never figured you for a uh, Tyler I, Perry kind of No, guy. I'm sorry. I've never seen those movies either. Now uh, you're talking Chris's language. Oh, yeah. Are you about to say his book? Never watched an episode of Friends. Oh, man. But I, but, same here. But I listened. I'm a huge Bill Maher, and no, that doesn't yeah. make you know. I, yep. I I listen to him on Saturday mornings. I think he's a smart guy sometimes. So and he, he's funny. Anyways, he um, interviewed Matthew Perry and talked about how great his book was. And I was like, I'm going to read that. And then sitting there watching TV, and they're like, Matthew Perry died. I'm like, I'm ordering his book right now. Order. Never watched an episode of Friends, but it's it's a pretty good book. Yeah, it's a very good book. It deeply yeah. impacted you, didn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. History. It's a memoir that I underlined more than a textbook what was the uh quote uh where he talked about like sometimes you have to get a lot of money or a lot oh, of success i mean or... one of the main things he said is like i believe that sometimes you i think everyone pretty much has to reach their biggest dreams to realize that they were dreaming about the wrong thing yeah yeah he talked about ecclesiastes um, yeah yeah oh my granddad who's 85 loves ecclesiastes you know yeah. talks about all the um it's the place you got to start, man. You know, I, I just had that conversation. A guy texted me this morning and said, I've got a uh, skeptical friend as far as like the, their faith goes. Like, yeah. where do I start? And I was like, I would read the book of Ecclesiastes, then the book of Mark. Yep. So I love it. Uh, One of the things that I loved about that movie real, or that book real quick yeah. was he talked about the greatest night of his life was the night before he reached the pinnacle of his success. Yes. Right? Like, you, once you get to the top, there's only one place to go. Yeah. You know? And he, oh, he talked about that, and I was like, you know, that not that I'm ever reached the top, but you know, I can see that that you can take that from someone who has reached the top and say, okay, yeah. maybe I've been chasing the wrong. Maybe place. I'm going to the wrong mountain. Yeah. you know, yes. it's it's uh, which is the whole point of Ecclesiastes, right? He's made sure. it to the top of the mountain. Sure. He's coming back down to tell you, like, hey, whatever you think's up there, it's like your grandpa, you know, what she said he loved is it's all smoke, it's vanity, it's hevel is the word that he uses, the Hebrew word. But you know, Moby, uh, you've heard me share this. It's like my favorite story. It's like your Matthew Perry. You know, it's like. 
after he won, what is it? The, the a Grammy or something? Yeah, Grammy. Like, you know, his, like, for artist of the year. It's like everything he'd been working for. And he said that night, he was at the tippity top of this hotel in Barcelona. And it was him, Madonna, and and uh, bon jo- uh, John Bon Jovi, who were, like, the three competing. So there's only three hotel rooms at the very top of this. But then they all kind of come and celebrate Moby with this big party. Right. And he's like, there was a window up there. And if it was large enough, I would have thrown myself out of it. Yeah, he was miserable. He was miserable. And the guy interviewed him said, why? And he said, because I'd worked my whole life to get that, that I thought, surely if I get that thing, I'll be happy. And then he got it. And he's like, sometimes it's better to never get it, it because yeah. you, at least you don't know. Then you're like, well, if I could get it, I'd be happy. So that's enough to keep you going. Sure. So he's like, this is the whole idea. Don't There's follow the so many map. examples just like that. So Who, the producer many. that we brought up uh, in a sermon recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, all these, yeah. yeah okay. So. For sure, man. Nothing under the sun. So that was uh, Matthew Perry, not Tyler Perry. For <laughs> yeah. For, uh, what right now? I've asked you this before. Uh, your favorite band. So show me what's your favorite band right now. Uh, Who you listen to a lot? So I've been listening to Whiskey Meyer uh, oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So that's I can say this because it's yeah. after Christmas. Uh, that's what Santa Claus is going to bring my wife is uh, some Whiskey Meyer merch, and we're going to go. I think we've got second row seats in Little Rock, so we're going to go see. Very cool. Um. So yeah, it's Chris it, Rose's favorite. <clears throat> Love them. Uh, here's a new one. We didn't ask this question uh, the first three times you run here. Okay. What would be your last meal? What would your last meal consist of? My last meal? Just a bowl of Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. Oh, I was actually thinking that'd be oh, his dessert. Do not say Tootsie, tootsie Rolls. rolls. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm withdrawing my name from the city council race. No, I think um, probably and my wife, uh, Kristen, can cook. Uh, really, really good tofu. Have I told you this before? Mm-mm. Oh man, she can barbecue some tofu that will make your mouth water. It's 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 a, my kid's favorite meal, and it's it's mine too. Send me the recipe. Yeah, she takes um she takes tofu and um it's the extra firm kind, and she puts it in a pan and puts barbecue sauce with it, and and it thickens up and gets real sticky and kind of oh. I've got a sweet tooth. Dude, I've so, never had tofu in my life. I can't even imagine what this tastes like. It's it's good. It's not real healthy, but it's good. Tofu? What are you getting for a uh, dessert? Cheesecake. Cheesecake? Yeah. What do you eat with your tofu? What's the side? Usually it's broccoli, something like that. Okay. Yeah, That's so your last fresh. meal? I think so. Tofu, yeah. broccoli, and cheesecake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. That's very sad. Yeah, well, you know. He doesn't want to reach that pinnacle top of, like, That's right. having That's good right. food. Yeah, seriously. I've never, I drive by Gus's fried chicken. Just keep going. <laughs> how go how you ended up being the guy on the food tour with me is <laughs> probably one of the worst decisions I've ever made well, in my I life. Well, I can tell you that my last meal will not be pizza. <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough pizza for a while. Uh, what's on your nightstand right now? Um, a leg lamp. Ooh, yeah, good it's Christmas time. Good choice. It's Christmas time. So it's my top three, one of the top three favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life right now that brings you great joy. Um, you know, right now I think it's going in to Hayes and seeing Lily work. Yeah, she. Uh, you know, you always worry about your kids. Mm-hmm. And she is absolutely one of the hardest working kids. Yeah. She is. She makes me swell with pride. Yeah, she I really actually does. it it brings me joy to see her working there too for that she, exact reason. Dude, she's like, she, she's great. Yeah, she is. Um, she's killing life. She really is. She is just doing so good. Um, you worry about your kids, especially when they get to that fifteen, sixteen. That's what I hear, man. You know, you, you start thinking, all right, they're driving and they're dating and and you know they're they're being idiot kids like we all were and for her to um you know just double down and and she works hard and she's she's a good kid i'm so proud of her and to see her following my footsteps how many people have you had come in here and you've talked about over and over she's gonna be the next mayor apparently chris brengard allison yeah Yeah. i mean you just start naming off the people that have came in here that have been snyder i think when he was snyder was there Yeah, yeah we all have and for her to have that work ethic is it's extremely Heartwarming for me. Maybe I should go back there and work at Hayes. Sounds like a good idea. Take my it's life my to the next level. Gig. That's a good retirement <laughs> gig. Last question: What's one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? Oh, always my family. Always, um, wife and kids. You know, one thing is, you know, with with the mayor's job, I um, and I've said this before. I'm pulled in a lot of directions, and my phone was literally going off last night at ten o'clock, and at six forty-five again this morning. 
So to be able to come home on the weekends and and or maybe in the afternoon sometimes and see Kristen and the kids and just get to spend some time with them, stuff that in the past, honestly, I would have taken for mm-hmm. granted because you, it's that, that old saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I miss my family a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think at the same time, you know, we my first podcast I came here, I talked about um, Allie and um, how she grew up in Batesville and how hard that was and the struggles of, of being a kid with a kid and, and all that. And, you know, I've always said I never got to be a full-time dad for her. Um, and she just recently got, got married. Yeah, I saw that, man. Uh, oh, man, that's great. Yeah, so um, I actually um, had her stepdad help me walk her down the aisle. Um, so, because he was he was there when I couldn't be right, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but I, one of the things about her growing up there is when I got to see her, it was extra special. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. I hate to say that, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is the moments that I get to spend with my family are that much more special because yeah, they're not every single day. Yes. You know? um, yeah. So that, that's definitely yeah, and that makes sense. You know, my talking about my wife just as we end, you know. The, to you what you're saying is like you know when she was homeschooling she was with the kids all the time and because of that I think the time wasn't as meaningful sure. as now that she's at work and then she's got three or four hours and it's kind of you know we had someone tell her that because she was debating on that is it's better to be able to have those three to four hours of quality focus time than sure. even just the, the 10 or 12 hours of just kind of you're just taking it for granted right, right now and not really sure. so well josh thanks so much for making space to be here man thanks for inviting me this greatly is appreciate it i really enjoy i really do likewise man and here. thank you for the railroad spot yeah of course That's exciting all right all right all right the mayor has left the building yeah it's always fun to have him in a fourth time that's the record right oh yeah definitely uh brad snyder is that three hmm Hey, if you're still listening to this, thanks so much for tuning in, and Happy New Year to you, by the way. If you've not done so, go check us out on different social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and if you will, um, please, whatever platform you're listening to this on, maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Apple, just real quick, take like 10 seconds, give us a five-star rating. That's not about boosting our ego. It's really about helping people to uh, find us more quickly and learn about the really amazing people that are living right here in our city. So with that, thanks so much for listening. Until next time.